Good evening, everyone. Good evening. Welcome to the next edition of the Walker AC Experience for July 11th in a year of our something something 2023. I'm your host, Walker AC, and to you, my friends, yes, you are my friends. I go by Adrian. Now, a small aside, I've had a few of you asking me, why do you use that opening theme? Considering it has zero to do with your show. Let me explain. Now, the character Ric Flair, he is bragging about everything he has in life, and he's very happy about that achievement. So I take a part of that, and I like to boast about the blessings that I had in my life. Is my life perfect? Absolutely not. Am I continuing to evolve myself every single day? Yes, I am. Will I have slip-ups? Will I have errors? Will I have missteps and speed bumps? Will I get lost in the forest in the path to happiness? Yes, yes, I do. But that little opening bit reminds me that to cherish what you have, to really cherish what you work for. So as braggadocious as that opening theme is, it's a reminder for everyone just to really be happy and really be thankful of what you have because once again, when your time is up, you really can't take it with you. So now that I've depressed all of you into therapy, let me introduce to you my co-host, my co-host, who's awesome, who is one of the hosts of the infamous podcast, Cereal and Beer, who is now back in Florida to cause havoc along with yours truly, Kevin Yu. Hey, Kevin, how's it going, sir? Happy 7-11 day. Everybody, stop what you're doing, but continue this podcast, then go run out and get a free celebrity <laughs> from a 7-11 or a racetrack or speedway near you. It is 7-Eleven day. I did not think about that. I used to take my son to get a free small Slurpee, even though I don't, you know, even though my body doesn't uh, handle carbonation very well. Never thought about that. Yeah, like, it's just sugar water, really. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that definitely, that definitely causes the diabetes. So, sure, why not, everybody? Go get a free Slurpee. <laughs> you get what you pay for. <laughs> So, how are you doing these days? How's life treating you? Uh, once again, you're back in Florida, and uh, are you more comfortable? I mean, has anything changed for you? You know, like now you've been back for a couple of weeks? It's a different experience. Well, it's a weird duality, which I kind of want to talk about today, um, about being back, because little things have changed here and there, and I've wanted to change, and by being in different places, I have, but coming back... I feel like it's harder to be that person I, I've been in other places being here, which, you know, harkens back to what we talked about our environment a couple episodes ago. And so it's, it's hard. But then also being here, it gives me the space to really think about what I want and the new goals that I'll, I'll have. And I just got to do the work, keep on track, keep focused, and get to what I want to do you know 
I understand fully when life changed for me and I had to come back to the place that I left. It's really, it's really easy to fall back into those habits. So the fact that, you know, you understand what you need to do and how to get yourself uh, where you need to be, that's definitely a good first step. So I, for you, what is your first step? Well, the first step is to have a goal. I feel that a lot of people kind of may have lost sight of that and they're busy just surviving. And I get that. It, it sucks. It sucks that when, you know, when you're busy making sure, you know, your physical needs are met and the, and the, the other dependent you are met, that what else is there? But I feel that if we're ever to get ourselves to a better place beyond that, we need goals. And it could be small, it could be big, but having goals is important. Because then, then you know what you're working for rather than just you crying out for, for what? To, to be on a hamster wheel. Yeah, that is true. And I believe that when most people uh, do their goals and then they hit their goals, they stop. They stop and they revel in what they, you know, what they've accomplished, and they don't want to go. They not that they want. They don't want to. I'm sorry. I I I don't want to misspeak. Um, I believe that they don't want to go any further. They just stop. They hit those few goals. They're like, okay, I'm good, and then life goes on. I think it's. I you know, I think the goals are never ending, because basically, yeah, because. There is no end game. The end game is when you pass along and go somewhere else. I mean, your goals have to keep growing. They have to keep changing. And there is nothing wrong with stopping on a goal and refocusing on something else. Because maybe that one particular goal you set for yourself may not pan out. Because once again, you aren't going to fail. People will fail. But the fact that if they can get up and refocus and go for another goal, that's not all that bad. It's, I hear about this in different contexts. Um, for example, um, I read this book called um, 48 Laws of Power, which happens to be the number one most requested book in prison. <laughs> it is it's fascinating. Like by uh, reading this, I understood like the playbook of people who act like sociopaths, like how they do it and the reasoning behind like their strategy and, and just like wow it's a very interesting read but it's dark it's like you know set aside your morals <laughs> and just like absorb it and you'll see like wow this is how some people operate um and one of the principles was to not uh, not just rest when you've achieved your goal because there's something more because when you're just limited like that, well then, then what? Because times keep changing and people keep changing and, and you guess you need to keep evolving in order to stay competitive. I also see this in um, Bruce Lee's book. Um, he once wrote that once you master a style, move on to no another and forget about everything you learned. And I thought that's very challenging because some people like, spend all his time and energy mastering something, but then they stay there. But I think it takes a lot of ambition and foresight to think, well, okay, well, there's more to it. What else? And that you grow and the things that really matter with you stick with you and you'll still change and you'll 
you'll see what else is out there and how else it can affect you and change you. Once you let go of the um, title of being a master of something. So those are some interesting examples I can think of. And I agree with you. Um, I'm glad you mentioned that because I read The 48 Laws of Power years ago. And I used to put quotes up on my Facebook about it many, many years ago. Um, wow. It's been a while since I've read that. I might need to download that through nefarious means and look over it again. Because uh, it makes a very good point. And it's very challenging for, for everyone. Just not, not just in general, but just everyone. When you learn a skill, to forget that skill and learn something else. Because most people want to build upon the skill of what they learned. You know, I want to learn how to play basketball. Okay, I mastered it. Now I'm going to learn how to master football. I mastered that too. So you look at your resume and you brag. Hey, I can, you know, I'm a five sports guy. Okay, forget the other four sports and work on this one. No, I'm not going to do that. (laughs) I work so hard to get this one. Why? And, you know, and then there's that. I mean, you really have to have humility. You have to have humility and just drop all of that. You have to unlearn to learn something else. And that's not what we were taught. So that's right. that's something we can not say never. That's something we will have a hard time doing. I'm not going to lie. I would have a hell of a time forgetting my video game skills to, you know, to, to, to learn something else, you know. But uh, you're absolutely right. It's the art of, you know, of uh, evolving who you are as a character, as a person. And, yeah, it's, you know, it's definitely a life challenge. And it's something that you cannot master. It's something that you just, that you just keep on going. It's never-ending. Right. And well, I once heard or read something to the effect of do something that you're bad at. And I think it's so challenging to do that like to do something you know you suck at i think there's a lot that's a big personal challenge which is why i really appreciate people who are beginners at at you know fitness you know it takes so much just to step in there and be like not to feel subconscious not to feel like i'm too weak or whatever to do it but it's like i'm gonna do it and i'm gonna i'm gonna keep at it that is beautiful um, I started doing a new fitness class and balance is my weak point. but I told myself there's a lot to be learned and gained by doing this part of fitness I'm terrible at and it's subtle but like at, at this age with my experiences I, I see it it's like even the way you talk to yourself even the patience you have with yourself I'm like okay I'm, I'm losing my balance but how am I reacting to it Am I getting frustrated? Am I giving up? Um, and um, and that's, that's something really powerful to learn that I think you can't learn any other way but the hard way. And yes, it is very difficult because most people want to give up instantly if they can't get it. They limit themselves right off the bat. I have always um as a kid i don't want to say always excuse me my scatterbrain today bear with me i'll snap into it eventually um when i was younger me and my friends used to poke fun at overweight people working out and running 
And something switched off in my brain at a very young age because just a perception. I'm like, I'm like, wait a second. This overweight person takes the time to put on sweats, a headband, and go running down the block. Then they're not fat. You know, they may be out of shape, but they're making the effort. And that takes a lot. That takes a lot for them, you know, to make the effort. I mean, they could sit on their couch. They can give up. You know, or they can, you know, go out there and, and make it happen. That's what made me stop making fun of overweight people, especially, especially making the effort. So, but that goes back into what you just said, you know, doing something that you're not very good at and mastering it and just keep on going is really, really, really tough. Well, once again, like we said, about, you know, about life in general, things are hard and they're supposed to be. The payoff and the results are, are tremendous, but you have to take that first step. No one is going to do the push-ups for you, and that's going to be on a T-shirt, and you will get a cut of that, Kevin. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because, like we keep saying about so many things, it's change is hard. It's easier to not change and just complain about it or, or just stay inert you know, being comfortable with being uncomfortable or giving to the fear of change. But just how much it takes, I think that should be celebrated in bigger, small ways. Like um, another thing that I was afraid of for a long time is approaching a woman. Like I just didn't have that self-esteem. I didn't have the belief that it could go really well. Like, I, was, I grew up with the mentality of everything's going to suck. Everything, it's going to be a failure to have that anxiety. It, it's, you're defeating yourself before you even try. And it's so unhealthy. But now I just throw caution to the wind sometimes. And I'm like, if I'm going to go down, it's going to be a, the biggest flaming mess. Because <laughs> it might as well be. I'd rather just try and, and, and fail than not try and just live with the regret yes and you bring that up I mean you talk about doing something you you suck at hey the line starts behind me I truly (laughs) truly suck at relationships and speaking it is perfectly fine and that's something I had to live with and keep on failing and keep on failing keep on failing Um, because you know if you if you don't try (laughs) you're gonna you know you'll never know but uh, no, I, I do understand um, what, what that comes into play is you, like you said, something um, you know, miserable for the sake of miserable, you know, not not wanting to, to evolve yourself, not wanting to not necessarily change, but just continue to be that better version of yourself. And it's even more difficult to walk away from people that don't want to evolve, that they just want to stay in that stagnant place. But once again, we're not going to rehash that. That's a couple of podcasts ago. People pick it up and listen. Uh, <laughs> no, it's just that, you know, I'm, I'm really glad that you're, that you're going back into an old environment, but with it, but with a new and different mindset, because it must be tough as hell to do. Well, it's about, I think it's also about keeping your personal victories in mind which is um, almost a little bit contradictory to what we, we just said about, you know, not just reveling in your past. But I think it's also to, 
important to celebrate the past as well because we are products of our past. Not to just stay stagnant, but also to remember that you have a lot that you've overcome already. You know, um, sometimes I think about another saying, um, existence is resistance. You know, like how bad things can happen to people, but you're still standing, you're still striving. That in itself is a victory. And when we remember all, like, all that we've done, all that we've been through, and how it, does, how it shapes us, how we have to think about being self-aware, it's like, okay, why am I, why do I have the virtues that I have because of this? Why do I have the vices that I have because of this? That's how we can keep monitoring ourselves and keep on the right path. And to, to know that, you know, 100% of the, our worst days are past us. And that if we just keep hope up and keep that positivity up, which I hope that we're contributing to, you can keep chasing after that light that will guide you. I, I may have a small counterpoint in that. Mm-hmm. Yes, the past is really important. The past is very important. It reminds you of the success and the failures that has happened back then. Um, I try really hard not to let not to let the past define me. Meaning, all the victories that I've had back then, I understand it, and I I I try not to um, I try not to mimic it too much. I just want to keep going forward and just keep getting better and better and better. Um, some of the past is very painful, just like everybody's are, is, um, but even, like I said, the victories in my past, I really don't want to focus on because I want to have new victories. I want to have new memories. Uh, I want the evolution of Walker AC to continue and have him not look back um, at what I've done. Um, I know it, it sounds kind of weird, um, but just looking back sometimes isn't really the best thing. I think it's about perspective as well. <clears throat> you know, like I, I still do this weird thing where I, I think about embarrassing moments of my life spontaneously, like cringe. But then I was, I've been trying to challenge that by like, rather than just reacting for it, I just think, no, it's just what happened. And I can still think about it. I don't need to like avoid it. It's just part of the past, and that's okay. And and if we just think about our past as as a teacher, and to not let it turn into an inhibiting factor, but also to take the encouragement from the past as well, I think it'd be healthy. I can <clears throat> I can see that to a point. Now, I guess I can only speak from my past because it wasn't the greatest. So I guess that's where some of my vitriol is coming from. Um, but no, but no, I can, I, I can definitely see your viewpoint. Um, I just like to keep chugging forward. Um, there, there are some good parts of my past, of course, you know, my offspring, um, the, you know, you know, the victories of where I am in my life right now. Um, and you know, and all the things that I fought for, and where it, where it's got me now. So yes, I do see that. But every morning I wake up, I I just subconsciously look forward, because I have to look forward. I I have to do better. I have to be better, you know, because that passion right here keeps me going, 
versus in my former life, I had a whole different outlook on life. It was extremely negative because I stewed in the past. So I can only say for me, it doesn't work for me, um, you know, but I'm glad that if you can take that particular thing and, you know, pick out some of the good parts and hold on to that, you know, that, that will be a plus. And that's something that I may have to work on myself. Well, I, I appreciate your perspective as well. It reminds me of the Luke Cage series where they say, always look forward, never back. And I think that kind of mirrors what you're seeing. And, you know, I think that's a, a valid way to be as well. To, if that's because that, that gives you focus on, on pushing and, and, and just making those efforts to get to a better place. I think that's absolutely a great way to do it because letting go is something that we're not taught to do even good or bad things even like um another topic you know for another day is the topic of nostalgia because i think sometimes nostalgia becomes a trap like we were talking about earlier that you get just obsessed about the good old days and this you try to even think about how magical the good old days even though they weren't and they almost become stuck in a rut it's like oh yeah it's so much better than the 90s i'm like oh yeah great when <laughs> The LA riots happened, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> when the anthrax scare and the Gulf War, yeah, great, great, great times, right, everybody? But <laughs> I think there's, there is, you know, I think that's a perfect, perfectly valid thing to do. I think there's also a discipline that can come with it as well. It's like just let go of the past, good or bad, because the present's all we got. So, you know, I, I want to take your perspective as well. I do appreciate that. Um, it's just like, once again, I mean, I can only speak from my behalf. It's just that the past itself, as great and as great, awesome, terrifying, sucky, <laughs> wonderful, want to blow it up as, as, as it is, it's easier for us as a society to hold on to that past. Because just like you said, we celebrate the past. Uh, we celebrate, you know, the 2000s, the 1990s, forgetting about Y2K, you know, forgetting about Ebola and forgetting about all these weird and wacky things that we had to go through just to focus on a high school reunion or to focus on, hey, remember the football team where you scored 15 touchdowns? Not that it's a real thing, um, you know, or, you know, or you dated the school cheerleader who now has six, who now has six kids. Um, you know, we like to hold on to that because in our brain, we've conditioned ourselves that that's, you know, that's the good old days. And very rarely we say, you know, the current days are good too. <laughs> you know, not just the good right. old days where I drove that Camaro, you know, I have my mullet party in the front, you know, my business in the front party in the back. Um, I think it's a, just a conditional thing just to where we always look back and we always say that was a better time. I do it, you do it, we all do it. I just think it's mm -hmm. a matter of perspective again, like you said before. We, we, we like that about us. And now thinking about it, I don't understand why. I, I really don't. What, what do you think? Well, I think it's because it's, it's an assurance. Because we can look in the past and shape it. We can make ourselves the hero. We can change the facts a little bit, add some more details, delete some details. And it's there. It's 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 untouched. Well, it's like it's edited towards your liking. Whereas 
the future, that's vague. The future's not a promise. It could be anything. It could be good. It could be bad. It is. It is. It could be a promise. It could be a threat. And it's. And human humans, I think, in general, are uncomfortable with uncertainty. Even even today, where it's like, this right now, like, uh oh, like, I better make the right move, or or you know, something bad might happen. I have a lot of responsibility. So, I just think it's more of a familiarity thing that we keep going to the past because it's it's already there. Like you. It's already done and dealt with, and it's familiar. It's 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 not gonna radically change unless somebody points it out to you. And that is true. That is true. And like I said, it's difficult to walk away from the past. It's so difficult because that magical if word again pops up. You know, um, it's the fear of it's the fear of the now. It's the fear of the future. Um, most people are afraid that they can't gain back all those great times that happened all those years ago. You know, they can never get that back or they spend so much of their lives trying to replicate what went on in the past instead of just enjoying the now and creating and creating new memories. It's just just a comfort thing, like you said, and it's the most it's the most insane thing just thinking about it. But we're we're, we're humans and this is what we do. And the older we get, you know, the more, I guess, things become clearer for us. Because once you figure it all out, it's time to go somewhere else. So, but, um, no, what, what is it about the future that you look forward to versus the past? Well, it's about seeing how things develop. It's about seeing what changes can occur. It's about having i think in general having hope uh, hope that things can like be fascinating and, and improve and 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 possibility possibility is a very enticing thing as well i think people take chances because of possibility and it's like gambling like, <laughs> it's like you can win the, the jackpot it's a possibility the, the chances are there and i think some people are naturally more attuned to that. And so that could be something interesting about the future. It's kind of like why people, some people might like sci-fi because of the futuristic possibilities of it all that goes beyond what we have now or ever had have. Uh, well, I mean, I wanted flying cars by the year 2005. But uh, considering we're not going to get that, I guess I'm still stuck with my regular, uh, you know, 87 octane gas. But I digress. Yeah, well, you know, you can get those weird uh, hoverboards. <laughs> no, I fall down and break a hip. And yeah, there, there, there goes my future right there. Um, but no, um, please, we'll, we'll definitely switch topics. Uh, what you're going to speak about next time, we can talk about now. Uh, because, because I'm kind of curious to, um, to dip into it. Okay, um, I think I mentioned earlier that I, the idea of duality, about how I kind of think that human beings are are hypocrites, and we're just we we like stability and we like change. 
We, we like excitement, but we also like our peace. It, it, it's so strange to think about that's almost in our nature to be have such opposites inside of ourselves. And I think we struggle with that as well. We do. Because we, as humans, we have no guidance. We have no direction. And we're constantly looking for something or someone to guide us. So as long as someone charismatic comes along and tells us where to go and what to eat and how to do things, we are going to be lost because some of us are not natural leaders. Because if you think about it, at birth, you know, we're told what to do, when to eat, <laughs> you, know, uh, you know, when to brush our teeth and stuff like that. So as we get older, you know, we're going to be wishy-washy. You know, we're going to straddle the fence. Uh, we're going to keep constantly changing our minds because that's, cause that's just, just how humans are. You know, you know, just like I will stand on something until you will bring up a really good point, a really good counterpoint. And that may help me alter my opinion a little bit. So, I mean, that's just that, that, that's the way we are. I mean, granted, it doesn't make any sense, but... Uh, that's the way we are as human beings. It is, I think it's about willing to be challenged, willing to accept the fact that we are of such great-natured creatures and that in order to grow, you need to be challenged. Like, again, to, to reiterate, you know, letting go of, of things, letting go of ideas. Like, entertaining ideas that do challenge you that even maybe even deeply because sometimes i think you have to explore those ideas that challenge you to really understand your own point of view it, it, otherwise you probably people can live in an echo chamber they can they can just enjoy the 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 bias uh, the confirmation bias that is so easily now this is why really weird and I feel like um, dangerous ideas thrive because people can, can seek out the confirmation bias and come up with more dangerous ideas because they go unchecked and unchallenged. And like even earlier today, I just think, keep, I just labeled it, we live in a misinformation age now. Like what do we know? And I think it takes a, a keen mind to be able to constructively challenge what you know and what you believe in to be willing to do that and to know that the world is not black and white but different shades of of the spectrum of colors and gray well i mean most most people don't use critical thinking and that's one of the main things that holds us back you know so this this is a topic i may flounder on a little bit but yeah, I mean, um, <laughs> most people don't like challenges, and it's You're right. And I think it is so easy for us to think of our ideas as our identity, which is why uh, I like that old school rule that polite conversation you don't talk about religion, politics, or money. And those that rule gets broken all the time these days by so many different types of people and to like a, a weird detriment because it's encoded as who you are. But when you think 
philosophically, what are you? Are you you're you're not the clothes you wear is you're not the bank account, you're not your net worth, you're you're not your debt, you're not your your address, you're not these things. And then once you're able to really, really deeply understand that, I think it can free you and allow you to be open to challenging ideas. Even, you know, think of the hot button issue right now about uh, gender identity. And we do live in a state where they actively are trying to not entertain the uh, an, an, an idea that it's either A or B. And I think it's so deeply challenging that people don't think about it. They can't open themselves up to think, here's a new idea. Uh, let's, uh, you know, let's think about it. You just can't deal with it. And I think that's, that's a shame. I contribute that to fear. Once again, mm-hmm. it all goes back to fear. And this is a horrible, horrible anal- uh, uh, metaphor or analogy. Uh, I'm going to butcher this totally. It's like showing your grandfather a new iPhone. You know, he's been stuck doing the same thing repeatedly for so many years, had the same ideals for so many years. And then when you challenge him with something new, he instantly, re- he instantly rejects it. And right. most people are afraid to really say who they are because they don't want to think about that. They don't want to think about the challenges that lies ahead, figuring out who they really are and what they really like, what they really dislike, and who they follow. They want that guidance. They want someone to tell them who they are and what defines them. Because if you strip everything down, like you said, and you really have to force somebody to look in the mirror and go, this is who I am, nine times out of 10, they're not going to do it they are going to reject it. They're going to run away. They're going to change the subject. They're going to talk about something different instead of saying, this is who I really am because they don't know and they don't really want to know. They want to stay where they're at, stay in their lane and drink the same old diet Pepsi they've been drinking for the past 30 years, you know, (laughs) because change is scary and why change where you can just be comfortable and not rock the boat. And right, and but then they just stay stagnant, and then that's just who they are, and they don't see any any reason for change. And I don't know. I think we we just have to accept that about some people. Like that's just who they are. If what you see is what you got, then okay. But it does. I think it. People recognize those people that are out there doing these challenging things like like whichever way it may it may manifest like professionally or 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 like through a hobby or triumph triumph through something intensely personal i think that people can intrinsically like understand that and when these people come along they're amazed and they just like you know they they look at them as like heroes because they were able to do that. And uh, I think we do see that like when we see it. But, you know, to, to talk about like our last episode, like, are we being the heroes of our own story? 
Unfortunately, yes. Unfortunately, yes. I mean, like we said before, we can look at other people that we want to bring up with us. In their mind, they're right where they need to be. And they're okay. Because in their story, everything is fine. But in our story, looking at them, we know, because we're narcissistic also, we know mm -hmm. that you can do better. I see you. You have potential to do so much better. Come up with me. You know, follow me. You know, let me help you. Instead of us just going, okay, my book isn't your book. So let me walk away and you take care of your book. And wherever, and, and wherever the pieces may fall, it is what it is. Because we as a human species, we like to believe that we are these complex creatures. We're not. We are the most simplistic creatures ever. But once again, I mean, we're, we're the heroes of our own story. We like to believe we're these deep, deep characters and we're not. You know, we, for the most part, we urinate the same, put our clothes on the same, and eat the same, you know. But we, we, we all, I mean, I think a, a good chunk of us just want to remain in our little bubble. And in my opinion, that's sad because we're not going to get anywhere. And Generations has proven that. Right. Which, you know, goes back to my talking point of duality, which I do want to say that we are both complex and simple exactly like when you really pare it down we're just animals as well like our dogs and cats and that we we also like to make things complex as well it's almost like okay here's another software update just a through with user interface just because <laughs> and so, <laughs> but it is kind of more interesting sometimes when we do break it on down and to see, you know, what's inside, what's at the core, what what happens when you when you cut away all all the the facade, what's left, which I also think is why it's okay to go through difficult experiences, because I think the difficult experiences really show you who you are. When things are down, when you got tough choices, when your back's against the wall you see who you are and it's i think a lot of times we do everything in our power to not let that happen but then like when it does happen what do you do i think that really shows a person who they are so i think people do a few things either a they'll face the challenge and they'll conquer it B, they'll run away from it and scurry back into their hidey hole. Or C, they'll face the challenge, they'll fail, and they'll blame everything else but themselves. You know, case in point, a good friend of mine is going through problems. And I listen to the problem, and then unless say so, I offer my opinion or a solution. That person asks for my opinion. And I simplified everything within a matter of seconds. If you don't like something, you change it. If you don't like your lot in life, change it. If you don't like someone being in your personal space, you change it. Nothing is stopping you from achieving your own goals. Nothing is stopping you from taking someone out of your out of your space or you know, or a job or 
you know, or just a personal choice. Nothing is stopping you. You keep things simple. Once you realize that life is easy, people try to make life difficult. Well, life is very easy. And once I simplified that, that person got really upset at me. They got really upset. And they said, it's not that easy. And my response is, why? Why isn't that easy? What's so difficult? And then the conversation halted because that person cannot explain to me what was, you know, why was it so difficult to them for them to make a simple choice? And then I realized that once again, my book is not their book and their book is not my book. No, it's right. And I think it's just, yeah, looking at, you know, simple, like breaking things down, really being mindful. You know, I'm glad that this talk of mindfulness in this modern era so much, really being intentional, really like trying to think of the core of things. Like, why are we doing this? Because we actually want this. Why is our life so, so, so complicated? Because of this person that's messing it up. <laughs> so, so I think it is kind of like, like trying to simplify things. You know, I think you got a point there. Like, it it can be easy. It really can be. But sometimes, you know, making the choices and, and taking the steps, people don't want to take those those things because it's perceived as so difficult. It is really bizarre. I try to put myself in other people's shoes and I try to look at their choices and I try to understand why they make those particular choices, why they can't get out of certain situations that are really simple, you know, or why they view life as just difficult choice after another, after another. And of course, I'm speaking of, you know, of someone that I know and you know, it's, it's just mind-numbing to see that there are simple, simple solutions in the way of life, and I don't understand why people choose not to take it. And I guess it's, it's, it's not saying that I'm better than them or smarter than them, because I've always made the joke that I'm not the smartest peanut in the turd, and there are a whole lot of things that, that I don't know, and I'm okay with that. And I just try to learn and try to better myself. But once again, you know, you try to, you try to understand people. You try to understand humans. And I've worked so hard to try to simplify my life because I understand there are, there are challenges every single day. It's just a perception and how I look at them and how I can figure it out. So sometimes conversations may lose me. Sometimes I may not know the... That, that you know um, the topics of certain things that I can speak on, but I just try to keep things really simple because I believe that life is so easy. And it's just if you just take the time to sit back and think about it and look at it, everyone will be okay. I think there's something to be said about having focus, having like a singularity of mind. Like again, in, in Bruce Lee's uh, one of his books. He talked about having that, having that focus is something that is an amazing power. Like if you're, if a fire is determined to bite another fire's ear, that's pretty like that's pretty radical. Mm. Like you're just so laser focused. Now this is not always like 
a a a pause of things sometimes you know you get obsessed but i think having a goal and being focused and just thinking i'm working towards this and i will i will make my way towards it and i'm i'm just gonna do it i'm not gonna have excuses that may fail i may have setbacks i may be going the wrong way sometimes but i am focused on it i think that's very powerful sometimes and some people, people, some I think they lack that focus. And so, two questions for you is number one, why do you think that is? And question number two is, do you think I'm I'm out of line by simplifying life? Okay, um, I think people lack focus because it takes discipline, and. We have to have our priorities straight sometimes. And I think when we also do simplify things, I think, okay, one of my priorities in life, they can do it. I think we let, we let distractions become greater than they actually are sometimes, I think. Like, like I'm a sensitive person. If somebody spites me, like, I'm, I'm such a hard time shaking that off. And that takes away from my focus. It takes away from my drive because I let that get to me. I forget that I have a choice in how I feel. I, I forget my focus, and so it could be a lot of external factors that that take away the, from that ability, from that discipline that we need to keep exercise exercising. Discipline is something that is constantly needed to be nurtured, and I don't think you're out of line for trying making simple. I I think it also is. We can make a connection between being simple, being simple, and being focused. Like you want to have a peaceful life, that is a focus. That means having the focus and discipline to cut away things that would threaten that goal. Hmm. And, and and thank you for and thank you for answering that because, like I said, it, it's just it's just curious. It's mainly curiosity of mine because I see things in a different light. And sometimes I question that, even though I shouldn't. You know, I question that. And I'm thinking, am I making the right decisions by simplifying my life or by uh, looking at things just, just the way it is? And you're right, discipline. Sometimes we force our discipline on other people. And that's when we get disappointed in other people. And that's something that I have to stop doing. <laughs> A lot of people have to stop doing. So, but uh, yeah, in, in, in the grand scheme of things, I try to remain optimistic because I have to. I really do. After seeing so much sadness and everything else in the world, you know, what's the alternative? I can either follow the path and stick with all the woes in the world and all the depressed people in the world, or I can, like you said, just stay focused and keep on my mission until I, until I find another mission and another. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Embracing the grind, man. It's about like, you know, taking yourself day after day, and knowing that you know I'm making that effort. I may not see it, but you know, with that hope, with that focus, with that intention, you're moving forward. And I think again, it's a victory because you you're still at it. You know, like we're too we're too attuned to seeing oh the end result of things like oh this person has this this and this. But we didn't see what it took for them to get there. Or maybe it was just handed to them, literally. 
and we sometimes we forget the whole process, you know, of, of, of what it takes to get what you want. Yes, because once again, if it's not if it's not hard, <laughs> you know, then it's not worth it. But right. But uh, as we come to a close, because once again, I think you and I have uh, had a, a deep discussion. We've uh, solved world hunger. We've uh, <laughs> solved uh, peace in the Middle East. So I think our job is done for the you know for the week until something else comes along, and uh, you know our next thing is we will definitely cure diseases. Uh, <laughs> so to once again borrow a section of cereal and beer do you have any rants for me or do you have anything else on your mind we can discuss yeah rants uh, my <laughs> with the add some levity my rant is body hair what's up with that why do we have this bill <laughs> it's ridiculous like, you know, I'm sure it had its purpose back in the day of like, oh, I like that scent in another person. Great. But we don't need it anymore. Nobody needs mid-digital hair. We don't need that anymore. We don't, we don't, we don't need it. And so I think, you know, human bodies, just let it go. It's okay. <laughs> what? How about you? Wow, you know, I really can't uh, top that one. Can't top that one, Kevin. <laughs> I, I mean, I think I really think that's on the same line of why do men have nipples? No, um, I, my uh, my rant again. It's the same thing that I talked about last week and a week before. All about evolution and why. Oh, why can't the people I care about evolve with me? You know, such a narcissistic, such a dick move thing to say but I will admit why can't people come up with me you know it's it's a matter of choice and it's a matter of the company I keep you know I can choose not to associate myself with people who choose not to evolve with me you know it's all a matter of choice but the one but you can't help who you care about you know and you want people to succeed with you even strangers you want everyone to succeed but the ones you focus on the most are the ones you care about that are not succeeding by whether it be the world standards or your standards, such a selfish thing to say, but it is, but it does hold true. You know, why can't people see their potential? That's the thing that I've been told in school thing was told in the workplace in my younger days, you know, he has so much potential and that used to just anger me so much because I was, you know, that person who knew everything at the age of 19, mind you, mm. you know, I have all the potential, I know what I'm doing, and, you know, and then you grow, and you get, you gain humility, you know, you get modest, and you continue to open up your ears, you know, you listen more, talk less, and you listen to understand versus listening to react, and you get to a certain point where you do have that peace, you do have that balance, and what you do, what you're taught is a turnaround, and reach down and pull up someone with you, you know, and now, like I said before, you know, you want to help your fellow man. You want to help the, the person there or the people you care about and they don't want to come with you. And it's like an old man screaming at clouds. It just does no good. And I have a hard time walking away. And I chose to walk away. Most difficult decision that I've had in a very, very long time. But of course, in time, you start to feel better slowly and slowly and slowly, and then you pick up a new goal 
you pick up a new mission like we spoke on earlier. So that is my rant. It's very innocuous. It's, you know, it's very vague, but yes, that's my rant. And now for shout outs. <laughs> <laughs> and now back to dick and fart jokes. Okay. No, by all means, your shout outs. Well, okay. My shout out goes to more of people in my life that have been reaching out to me. And I think it's just, it feels so nice to think that people in your life that you may not have thought about are thinking about you. It's such a nice feeling. And I just hope and encourage that, that all of you out there, you know, reach out to somebody that you haven't talked to in a while. Check up on them. It's a nice thing to do. It is so simple. And I think it's, it's something that money can't buy when you show that you're like, hey, you're still in my mind. And I, I wish, unless I want to make sure you're doing well. It, it's something really special. And I, I encourage everybody to do that. And just so I'm thankful for people that have been doing that to me lately. I agree. Um, I mentioned before, ever since uh, the month of April, I've had people and old ghosts just reach out to me most freakiest thing i'm like okay do i owe you money you know am, you know like am i about to die am i seeing all my past people come back to haunt me like ghosts from trips of the past no no no, no. i no, i really do appreciate the people who have took and have taken the time to shoot me a text to give me a call to send me a message just to say hi thinking about you because that really do mean a lot that really means that you know that you've made some sort of an impact on their life you know whether it be just they remembered you from years ago or you know you helped them out during a tough situation or you're just you're just there you know you're just a good friend or a good confidant so i really do appreciate the people who have taken the time whether we have spoken continuously or not spoken at all anymore you know the fact that they, they reached out and they said hi so it, it, it's a good thing that gives me faith in humanity because there are some good people out there you know amongst all the schmucks and narcissistic people um so yeah my shout out um is uh, to all the podcasts out there that are still doing their thing, that they still have no idea what they're doing, just like me, <laughs> and uh, people who are still continuing to talk and to communicate and to actually use their voice instead of using social media and all these weird characters to get their point across. I prefer a good conversation over anything. So that is my rant for this week. I, I like that a lot. So, uh, hey, uh, can you give the people our email? I always forget to do that. Thank you, Kevin. Uh, <laughs> our email address is slackingmajestically01 yahoo.com. That's slackingmajestically01 yahoo.com. Please feel free to reach out to us, send us emails. We will read your emails on the air. We will respond to you. Or, and, excuse me, and or subscribe to the Walker AC experience under walkerac76.podbean.com. That's walkerac76.podbean.com. Subscribe, like, share, reach out to us. And also you can find us under 22 free different apps out there, whether it be Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or Pandora. Just do a search for the Walker AC experience that's what you can find us and bookmark us and of course on top of that before we go i'd like to send oh thank you a special 
shout out here to uh, Australia. Odd, isn't it? Australia actually picked up our show and has been listening to us. So we do thank you. We do thank uh, the country of Australia for picking us up and giving us a shot. I appreciate that. And long dramatic pause. Kevin, you still there? <laughs> I didn't put I was, you to sleep, did I? I? Was, I was, I was like fighting the urge to say something stupid, stupidly American. Don't say it, don't say it. You like resist? Must resist. <laughs> Hooray! <laughs> I didn't give in. <laughs> Discipline. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Good job, Kevin. Good job. Uh, but we, uh, but we do thank you for listening to the experience, Kevin, my co-host, my friend, my partner in crime. Any final words to say before we uh, close out the show for the week? Um, thank you for all of our listeners to making us part of your day. I really appreciate that, and I hope that we are a positive influence in your life, in whichever way it may be. Hopefully, something good. So. <laughs> So, so everyone, this has been the Walker AC Experience. I have been Adrian. This has been Kevin. You've been my friends, my family, my loved ones, my enemies. You still listen. Nanny, nanny, boo-boo. And uh, we'll talk to you next week.